This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. BFM 89.9, this is The Breakfast Grill. I'm Keith Kam. Volkswagen Group is the world's biggest car company with a revenue of over 284 billion US dollars as at the end of May this year. Under the VW umbrella are marks like Porsche, Audi and of course Volkswagen, which have through the years become synonymous with being some of the best that German engineering has to offer. Today, competition is intense in this industry that is ever-evolving amid rising costs and fast-developing technology that promises more efficiency and sustainability as well. Even a small economy like Malaysia has been trying to get an edge in the automotive industry with our own Proton and Produa and the government introducing various initiatives to boost it. In the studio this morning to discuss the challenges of this space is Daniel Bostanjiv. He is the MD for Porsche Holding Salzburg, that's PHS Automotive Malaysia, as well as for Volkswagen Passenger Cars Malaysia. Welcome to the studio, Daniel. Thank you. I should actually say welcome to Malaysia, or rather welcome back to Malaysia, as you have also you've only recently since July started your tour of duty here prior to this I'm just curious because I saw that you were an MD at Porsche Ukraine correct how long were you then what was that stint like I, I mean I'm, I'm asking because I'm just really curious how you sell luxury cars in a country that's more focused on defending itself <laughs> Uh, first, thank you very much for the invitation. It's very kind uh, to be here in this uh, great media you represent. Uh, it's great honor as well for us. Uh, as you know, as you already mentioned, we had a big company uh, around the world, but uh, in Malaysia we are still not so predominant. Yeah, you're right. I used to be here five years ago. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, this is my second mandate in Malaysia. Uh, in fact, I was part of the team that started the operation of Volkswagen Passenger Cars Malaysia. You just mentioned about the company that represents the brand Volkswagen yeah. in Malaysia in 2016. Now, I was curious about your stint in, in exactly. Ukraine as well. I'll come, I'll come <laughs> as well to my state in, in, in Ukraine. And uh, afterwards, uh, 2018, it was in the late summer, the board of directors of our company, the PHS in Salzburg, they called me and said, you have to move now to Ukraine because we have there some challenges that have to be overtaken. Of course, I spent five years there, SMD. And yeah, unfortunately, in 2022, in February, the war started. And this was quite difficult times for us. For sure. For us as human beings, of course. And at the same time, from a business perspective. But long story short, yeah. within two and a half months, I'll see less than three months exactly, we managed to recover okay. even during a war. Yeah? And the first six months were quite heavy, yeah? you know, from the media's what happened. We managed to recover together with our dealers, of course. Uh, we had uh, more than 40 dealers in Ukraine, quite a big operation of the PHS, with a couple of brands of VW portfolio. And we started again to sell cars quite successfully, as mm-hmm. well delivering parts. And of course, uh, serving our customers. Yeah. Till today, the business is running quite good, and oh. we do hope that soon there will be a solution that the yeah the big guys will find the the way to settle, as and then we, we can go back to the normal 
a normal scope of work. As do we. Now, you were in Malaysia in a different role. This was back in 2016. You were instrumental in securing local assembly operations for the Volkswagen RTN, the Tiguan Allspace, and my favorite, the Golf GTI. I understand that was your brainchild. When you check in on it today, seven years since it got going, how happy are you with its development? Yeah, it was, these were my babies. Yeah, yeah. I started to work at that time uh, preparing the introduction of the CKD production of all these models that you already mentioned. Yeah, what I have to say is that my babies, I'm super happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're on the market, uh, super successful, all three models, especially with uh, Golf GTI. We're the absolutely hero on the market, I would say. There's no real competitors on the market. The JD, GTI is an iconic model, yeah? iconic car, yeah? but not only in Malaysia. Yeah? I'll say all over the world. And yes, we are working currently on some new babies that will come yeah, into, okay. the, into the portfolio. Yeah, just stay tuned. Last year, under your predecessor, Eric Winter, Volkswagen Pasture Cars Malaysia was planning to refocus on going a bit more upmarket. This meant uh, no more Ventos and Polos. And the Golf R-Line was now the new entry-level VW that's going to cost about 170,000 ringgit and, and above. Okay. I, I was just curious, in a market like Malaysia that's prolific with its MyVs and those kinds of cars and increasingly higher cost of living as well. Why yes. this strategy? Who are you trying to attract? Yeah, it's quite, this is quite easy probably for the most of the customers. It's not easy to understand, but this is a global strategy of the Volkswagen AG. Okay. Yeah? We're stepping up from segments that are low priced and we go into more high priced car segments and we call this strategy, it's the affordable premium. We move to the affordable premium with the VW. Okay. Especially, of course, we have in the portfolio as well, Audi is a premium product, and Audi is exactly in the premium price range. Following this, just Malaysia is part of the big company, part of the VW AG, and we just have to follow this trend. This was a very logical step. Of course, for the normal consumers, it's difficult to explain, but as well, we see globally yeah, the trend towards cars that are more expensive, that are moving now from three-box car, you know, the sedan mm -hmm. is a three-box car, to two-box car. The two-box car is the cars that the compartment, passenger compartment, right. and the uh, trunk compartment is one unit. Yeah. And of course, SUVs, yeah. SUVs because of the standing position. Yeah. Now, you were instrumental in getting the plant in Pekan set up, and then most recently, Porsche, another mark under VW, they opened a new assembly plant with Saim Dhabi in Kulim Kada. This is the first facility of its kind outside of Europe that has been fully operational since February last year. How is the market for cars whose price point is above half a million ringgit? I mean, we talk about affordable premium, like you yeah. said, premium, and Porsche luxury. is luxury. Yeah, luxury brand. Yeah. Luxury brand. So, okay, Porsche is part of, of the, again, of the big of the big company, VW AG. I think they did a very good job yeah, to uh, localize a product like Porsche uh, Cayenne. Mm -hmm. Uh, what about these high-priced cars? Uh, they are customers, of course. Yeah? Okay. They are customers, well, they are limited. If you see the whole market this year, the market will hit, or we'll call beyond 700,000 cars. It's already clear. Uh, the demand is very high, but demand is mainly driven uh, or pushed by the locals, local brand Perdua and Proton. Yeah? But we see as well Proton now uh, having three super successful SUVs on the market. As well, increased prices, yeah, especially the last SUV that they launched. Yeah. But that's not luxury, it's though. It's not luxury, I mean, Porsche, yes, yes. It's the luxury all over the world, yeah. It, what we can see, the, the, the worldwide trend, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, Malaysia is is not different or is not outside of this trend. The rich guys are getting more rich. 
And generally, the economy in uh, Malaysia is doing very well. Yeah, the expected gross domestic product increase for the, this year is around 5%, is official number now from the government. And normally, that they are customers for these cars. We see the cars on the streets, it means they are customers, and we are quite confident that as well with our products, upcoming products, and mm -hmm. already the products that we have in the portfolio, we can serve these guys. I guess the next question is that since you're now back in the saddle, heading PHSAM, the official distributor of Audi in Malaysia, and with the extensive experience setting up local assembly plants here, yeah. there was some talk recently, some time ago actually, that, that Inocom might be working with you guys on an uh, Audi CKD program. And Inocom is a Sime Derby unit that's already doing Porsche. Anything you want to share with me on this? Yeah, definitely. Not details, yeah but uh, definitely to be successful in premium range, mm -hmm. to be competitive against uh, BMW and uh, Mercedes-Benz on the market that are for more than 20 years already here with uh, localized products, uh, we have to go the same way. This is not a secret. Yeah? Malaysian market is protected, and if you want to be successful here, you have to produce locally. Yeah? And this is, of course, our intention. Yeah? I can tell you that we work on it very intensively, not alone, because it's a big project. Yeah? Not, not alone meaning? Is not it alone, not only the importer. Yeah, not only the importer. Yeah? Is it with Inocom as, as was reported? No, it's with a different partner. It means this will be decided at the end of the day by the headquarter. Yeah? It's, going, it's not clear. Yeah? It's and not clear. Any timeline on when this might happen? You yeah, think? we are already working on it. Yeah? Timeline has to be, I would say, mid-term. Definitely. I'm also curious because your competitors, BMW, Mercedes, they are already doing it. In fact, they've sure. been doing it here for, for some time. I mean, playing catch-up is not going to be an easy task, right? Definitely. Uh, yeah, but always, yeah, you know, the market is open. Yeah, mm -hmm. The world is quite complex now. And if you have the right product at the right time, correctly priced, then always you can play a role yeah, in the game. I'm also worried about the challenges in, in you know, the entry level prices northwards of 250,000 ringgit. That the challenges in finding that sweet spot between setting up a local assembly plant here after your competitors have done so and, you know, the affordability that Malaysians are always concerned about. I can interpret this in a different way. Yeah? There is a cake on the table. Yeah? It means these are the customers that are purchasing premium and they are a lot in Malaysia. Yeah? This is a big uh, basket from the market that is consuming those products and gonna be just, we'll just sit on the table. It means we're gonna be part of the cake. The yeah. market's big enough to we're share. Exactly, part of the cake and uh, we're a super strong brand with our own DNA. We redefine now progressively the mobility okay. and I think with our models or with our new philosophy, yeah, how to deliver premium mobility, we have a legitimate place yeah, to play on the, on a Malaysian premium market. Yeah. We are not afraid with our words. Yeah? We are pretty confident. On the breakfast grill this morning is Daniel Bostanjiev. He is the MD for Porsche holding Salzburg Automotive Malaysia as well as for Volkswagen Pasture Cars Malaysia. On the other side of the break, we find out more about how EVs are changing the landscape for the automotive industry. This is BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill 
Brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. BFM 89.9, welcome back to The Breakfast Grill where we are talking to Daniel Bostanjiev. He is the MD for Porsche Holding Salzburg Automotive Malaysia as well as for Volkswagen Pasture Cars Malaysia. Now, Daniel, PHS Automotive Malaysia is the official distributor of the Audi brand since early 2022. You guys have acknowledged that the premium automotive landscape is extremely competitive with multiple challenges to overcome come to grow that brand. Have you overcome them and how successful are you in doing so? Yeah, battery electric vehicles, yeah, the so-called BEFs or yeah, normally we use as well EVs, like electric vehicles. This is the future mobility. Yeah, It's clear already that the whole industry, the automotive industry goes in that direction. It will take a couple of years. Yeah, We see now that at the beginning we thought it's, that this will happen quite fast. But meanwhile, COVID appeared in the supply chain crisis, then the semiconductors and etc. Now you see in certain countries around the world problems in the economies, yeah, devaluation, uh, inflation, etc. We think that this trend will be slightly slowed down. Yeah? But the goal at the end of the game, electric vehicles will be predominant. It's quite clear. I would say Malaysia started quite well. We introduced the brand 2022, mm-hmm. uh, but the BEFs, the battery electric vehicles, we launched in 2023. This was this year in June. Yeah. Okay. Completely portfolio of absolutely the completely portfolio. Uh, okay, almost. Yeah. <laughs> One model is missing of the Audi uh, BEFs, so-called e-trons. Yeah. This was a big event, and. We're quite successful now. And, and how is the e-tron GT doing in the market versus its competitors? Because the price point is about yeah. 600K, right? It's 499 is the entry. Okay. Yeah, 499. So it's a 500 is an entry. And then we have three models. Yeah, how should I explain this uh, properly? Uh, it's an expensive, sporty electric car. Yeah. Uh, with other words, it's a niche car. Yeah, it's a niche model, niche car. Luckily, there is only one competitor on the market I have. I can say this now uh, absolutely open air. This is the Porsche Taycan. Yeah. yeah, those two cars are super similar. Yeah, developed basically on the same on the same platform, with different design and with a different philosophy behind the, the the DNA of both brands. It's expensive, I know, but the customers are there. It's still in the beginning. Yeah, just to convince that an electric car could be as well a sporty one is not easy. You you mentioned just now uh, there were issues with the supply chain. Um, sure. Has have that been resolved? And, yes. And yes, how much did it increase the prices of the products you put out today? Yeah, this was vice versa. Yeah, uh, they started to increase during the COVID once the supply right. chain just collapsed. You know all the problems with China with containers issues, and then the prices uh, started to skyrocket. Then afterwards, once everything normalized, it, uh, the, I would say towards end uh, beginning of twenty two, end of twenty two, beginning of twenty three, and now I'll say. Uh, the supply chain is working perfectly like be- before COVID. It's the same, even faster. Yeah. Of course, the prices that uh, skyrocketed, they dropped down. Uh, of course, they are not like before COVID. The level was it's a bit higher, mm-hmm. but not so significantly higher yeah, than before. It's Now it works. Now we have enough cars. Now we have quite fast supply of new cars as well. It happens. Are there plans? Uh, you told us just before the break that there are plans to, to uh, in discussions, um, 
regarding setting up of a plant for CKD Audis, would BEVs be included in this? Plant? Definitely, definitely. It is as well the new requirement uh, by the government to introducing new CKD projects in the country. You are now literally obliged to introduce uh, mild uh, hybrid electric vehicles, plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, or BEVs or combination mixture between this one. Definitely, you know what what uh, Audi stated officially that by twenty. 33 onwards, uh, they would like to produce on electric vehicles. Let's see yeah, okay. if this is going to be at the end of the day the case. Yeah, But the commitment is there and uh, is, there is a clear vision that uh, the coal industry goes in that direction and as a premium brand delivering the progressive uh, mobility, we would like to be one of the first. Well, we are on that subject as well. Uh, I mean, your baby in Pekan, uh, the, the, the VW plant, uh, you, we don't have the ID, ID uh, models here yet. Is that something that we can be expecting and uh, how does it look when it comes to assembling it here? Yeah, talking about production is absolutely the same. If you talk about Audi or VW, the concept is the same because the, the, the rules, the regulations are coming from the government. Okay. Uh, having the plant in Pekan uh, successfully producing uh, actually uh, three models. Of course, our next steps is to expand the production and to introduce uh, models with the hybrid, with mild hybrid. Uh, and of course, BEVs, uh, you talk about ID4. Yes, ID4 is uh, one of the cars, of course. Uh, luckily, now we are able to introduce the cars, the, the ID model, in any BEV model and any importer without to pay tax. This is uh, as well part of the governmental uh, policy to force to foster yeah, the uh, development of electric vehicles in the country. Generally, yeah, the electrification of the automotive sector in Malaysia, super progressive as well move. We have these plans. Okay. We're working on it. As I said before, this is the future and we're already here to make it happen. And I hate to say this, say this again, but uh, I mean, you guys are already appearing to play catch up with uh, Mercedes and, and, and BMW. Uh, in the EV space, do you feel like you have to play catch up with uh, Chinese car makers? Definitely. I mean, that's that's a really, really competitive market. Definitely. The designs are amazing uh, and the cars are very competitive, competitively priced. Yeah. Coming to your studio, I just saw in the underground garage, one yeah. BYD. Yeah. Uh, definitely, absolutely right. Uh, I think the Chinese brands, I can openly say this now, are redefining the game. I'm talking about the BEV game. Mm -hmm. yeah. In fact, currently they define the rules and the rules are quite different than the one of the original equipment manufacturers. So that's traditional OAM's rules, yeah, how we build cars. The car is now built around uh, a software around uh, entertainment right. uh, and just is seen as a device that moves you from A to B, yeah? uh, very comfortable and connected. It's yeah. more a tech industry than an automotive industry now, right? Absolutely. And um, we have to consider mm -hmm. that at a certain point can take as well the lead. They go in that direction yeah. and we consider them already. It means the, the previous game that was in the 80s, 90s, 2000, that the Chinese brands uh, producing IC were not taken seriously by the traditional OIMs around the world. It's already over. Yeah. No. Can, can we get into some uh, sales figures? I mean, luxury car market, we definitely see you know uh, the usual names, BMW, Mercedes, and yourselves, Audi, going head-to-head -head in an increasingly tight market. And uh, Malaysia's passenger car sales volumes, um, they're not great to write home about. Um, the increase we see of late, all-time high was in 2022, but I think that's really just a function of uh, the, the, the waiving of, of sales tax for cars. Now that that is over, what is your strategy uh, in your role to boost Audi's sales numbers? What, what's your KPI here? 
Yeah, this is, is well uh, very logical. Currently, we uh, sell Audi as a completely built-up car. Yeah, like CBU, you know, and uh, it meets the cars are produced, uh, continental cars produced in Europe, uh, fully imported, uh, fully imported car, uh, car costs a lot of money because you have to pay all the taxes, yeah. uh, import tax, the luxury tax, uh, the excise and yeah, etc. That makes our current pricing yeah, uh, of the completely model range besides the BEFs because BEFs are supported uh, currently. Yeah. Uh, there is a tax vocation for them. Quite difficult. We are outside the comfort zone of the premium brands that is defined by MB and BMW. Yeah. And let's take as well uh, Volvo into the mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. And Lexus, of course. But taking Lexus, this is very funny. Okay, Lexus is in our range because Lexus, you know, in Malaysia is uh, completely built up from yes. the very first beginning. Yeah. And currently our pricing is there. Yeah. Um, yes, we cannot change this. These are uh, the rules of the game. Yeah. It's just a time uh, until we will localize the product and we'll play in the same league as the other premium products. Of course, we cannot reach these sales, as you said, yeah, because the price, the cars are more expensive. But we point with the CBU. It's a completely built-up European car with a super high level of quality. Yeah. And we have a pretty big range Literally, we're offering everything that you can purchase in Europe, with very small exception. Uh, you can purchase here, or there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, the advantage of FPU. But your reach in Malaysia isn't great either. Um, you only have, I think, three or four Audi dealers uh, in four locations correct, in correct. Malaysia. You, I kind of feel you need to increase that yes. in in order to convince correct. people that this is a premium car that yeah. you, you need to buy. What's what's your? It's hand on hand. Yeah, it means you need the more volume. Yeah. affordable pricing it means right pricing right pricing in the premium segment uh, and then it's hand in hand you have to convince the dealers that there is a volume expected mm-hmm. to be achieved uh, uh, in the country and then they're ready to invest currently uh, you're right uh, we focus in Klang Valley with uh, two super strong dealers um, with top, top locations 100% CICD you know premium brand it's you cannot open like a, a shop lot somewhere yeah. uh, and of course in the northern we have a very nice uh, showroom and we're working on it uh, stay tuned I'm, uh, I'm also I'm also sorry to bring all this negativity to you but uh, ah. you know looking ahead uh, there's this annoying thing called the high value goods tax yes. that's of between uh, 5 and 10% it's expected to take uh, effect in May 1st on May 1st next year this will be heaped on luxury or big ticket items we don't know what these big ticket items are at the moment for sure jewellery uh, watches would be there and I'm hearing that luxury cars above 200k yeah. might get it too how are you preparing to change your marketing strategy if and when this happens not first this was announced but uh, there is no clear date of okay it was only announced uh, there is no official paper yeah, yeah. with the details we are still waiting for it uh, my personal opinion is that this was on a too short notice uh, especially for cars not talking about uh, automotive yeah you need a little bit more time yeah because we are not so fast moving consumer good you need time to adjust. Yeah, you need time to discuss a strategy with the headquarters, yeah? with the OEMs. Um, my personal opinion, personal opinion here is that uh, the government uh, has to think about uh, postponing this a little bit, just to give us a little more time to adjust to this one. This is the first, probably one year. It's minimum. Yeah. Then uh, the second is it's a threshold uh, of two hundred thousand. Having now in mind the new pricing, the price increases, the inflation, the, all what we discussed before, uh, I, I believe is quite low one. 
yeah. A lot of, of customers now, especially as well, a lot of cars, especially BEFs above this 200,000, yeah. A decent car, I'm talking a bit bigger, yeah, for family cars for more than five, uh, five, five uh, passengers. That's why they probably is a good idea to reconsider the threshold to be increased, yeah. I don't want to say now to watch, but 300 will be nice. <laughs> uh, and uh, last but not least, uh, having this increase, this will be valid for all the all the players on the market. Yeah, that will offer cars above, cars above this. Of course, you have to change the strategies to look for car, for cars below and be, uh, beyond or above. But all the cars above, they will be hit simultaneously with the same. It means like a, a glass in a water. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, it's not good for the customers because we are as well customers with you, yeah, and we have to pay more to get our desired car. But that's the life, yeah. Daniel, thank you very much for your insights and all the best in your tour of duty in Malaysia. Thank you very much. Thank you for this conversation. On the Breakfast Grill this morning, we were talking to the MD for Porsche Holding Salzburg Automotive Malaysia as well as for Volkswagen Passenger Cars Malaysia, Daniel Bostanjiv. I'm Keith Kam for BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile, Malaysia's number one 5G network. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.